looking to have fun with it. Two dudes talking about whatever. Unlocking the secrets of the universe and also making sad jokes. Sometimes I hear our theme song and I just remember how ridiculous it is. I just, well, it's even more ridiculous because we sit here for a moment while it plays and I can just hear it in your headphones. I can't hear it. You just hear I just hear the whisper jokes. of it. And we just sit quietly for a moment. <laughs> yeah. We've chosen this life. <laughs> I'm almost 30. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm 19, dude. Crazy no. that high school's it's over. It's so crazy that, how are you feeling after high school? It's. I just hope the parties are sick. <laughs> dude. Because I want to fucking. Hey, I'm, I'm excited for you, man. These are the best years of your life. Cherish them, dude. <laughs> Five years from now, you will be. Uh, living alone <laughs> in a duplex that you made into a triplex with other comedians. <laughs> so cherish it. How did I get poor after college? That's cool. I don't know how. Hey, we're back. I don't uh, get, not me, dude. I don't have regret as a guy rapidly approaching 30. If I could go back in time and see myself at 16, 17, 18, I'd be like, don't change a thing. You're oh, doing dude. I would, right. I'm going to be honest. I, all is, I would say is smoke more cigarettes. <laughs> <laughs> I would be like, hey, listen, relax. Don't take it too hard on yourself. But I would also be like, get to running. I was a big old 16-year-old. When did you lose the weight? The weight. I love that's how people talk about it. When did... The weight. When did... uh, Like the cancer. Well, when the cancer When did Khloe Kardashian's revenge body come out? (laughs) Because it's around... It's that day is when I journey started. No, I lost it. It was like 16. You can read Connor's autobiography the catalyst it's about his weight the loss catalyst. journey prompted by chloe kardashian it's like loss. the alchemist but it's just about me losing weight because of whatever the tallest kardashian is <laughs> tallest uh <laughs> we did <laughs> hey not untrue uh we did this week i love uh, like in the 40s the tallest kardashian would be what they called like the bear jew yeah the- <laughs> oh yeah they'd be like oh a real handsome Handsome's a word that women don't like anymore. I don't know if they ever liked it, to be honest. I don't think they did. Mm. Well, the, the uh, handsome is a that's how you describe like a, a woman who's a, a sort uh, of a run defender. Yeah. Well, no, like a <laughs> kind of yeah. The edge. Like a like a breedable woman from a painting, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. <laughs> I think is how you would describe it. That is how my uncle would describe it. Mm-hmm. He would be like, "This a breedable woman from a painting." I. Yeah. Exactly. And they also. That's uh, how your QAnon uncle would describe. Yes. Mm. He'd be like, "I got to show you some documents that you're not going to believe." <laughs> um, but also. Speaking of documents, you're not going to believe. Yeah. We read some documents you're not going to believe. Did we? Yeah. What did we read? The, the, the thing. Oh, the thing we're doing. <laughs> yeah. The whole reason we're here. Like the Hillary emails, did they come out? Are they out yet, dude? Um, yeah, no, we did. We did Kafka's. Uh, uh, what we did, David Foster Wallace on Kafka. Here, yeah, you, so you it, give an overview. I'm gonna mess with this headphone thing to make sure. Yeah, it's whatever going. you do, a thing. I'll do a little overview of what we're doing. So, uh, David Foster Wallace, it, who wrote Infinite Jest, who is uh, Connor's favorite author of all time. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know about that. Uh, he. Favorite three-named guy who killed himself. In 1998, he delivered a speech called Laughing with Kafka uh, at some memorial. There was a new translation of The Castle that came out, and he spoke at this thing about Kafka. And uh, so we... uh, And we like Kafka. We like Kafka. In this, we we as uh, comedy husbands or whatever we are uh, have talked about Kafka. And we were like, all right, let's read this thing and then see, uh, like, just, I don't know, let's just see what it is. And it was pretty awesome. It's super short. If you're like listening to this and you want to check it out, it's. I'll put a link to the free 
thing to read it. It takes you like I don't know. Yeah, it's like twenty minutes if you're a dummy. Yeah. Fifteen if you can read on grade level. I don't yeah. know. Whatever it is, just read it. It's good. It's a quick read. It's just yeah. from a short list of essays by David Foster Wall. Essays and speeches, right? Yeah, that's a super cool website. I don't know if you read the link. I said the, the electric. Typewriter. I saw a lot of them, and um, I had never checked out that website before. It it's pretty cool. super cool. I think it went dark during COVID because uh, the last entry is like a very ominous like March twenty twenty. Like here's how you're all gonna die, and then there's never been an update to it. <laughs> But if you type in tetw.org, it'll take you to that, and it's all these free articles. And if you're like, I don't know, if for me, if I'm in the airport or I'm in a car and I just get too bored listening to podcasts, there's some cool articles. There's like that's where I found a bunch of cool Joan Didion stuff, a bunch of cool David Foster Wallace stuff. Um, but yeah, this article is about him being like talking about how I like the way that he gets into it. Is he's like frustrated trying to make his students understand that Kafka is funny. Right, that's the that that's the jumping off point. Yeah, which is a weird he thing. He teaches a, like a college class, like a what sounds like literature, like yeah, one hundred and one or yeah, whatever. he taught, like, he lit taught one. Like, like I'm trying, to, he taught at some weird school that's like not a school you would think he would like, not an elite. Maybe Did you good. read Kafka in literature class? You were yeah, lit major, I was right? an English major, and we read uh, we read Kafka, and then we read the Metamorphosis and the Trial, and I think those are the two that we read. And the Metamorphosis is like one of my favorite things ever to read. Right. And there's a cool, I, re, I listened to a thing and a bunch of other people analyze it. And like, it's kind of, I like, okay, the themes in Kafka that I like are he hates bureaucratic red tape. Like yeah. to a point where Kafka ask is like, means just this unnavigatable scenario where you're like, this, why can't I get to who I need to talk to? It's just like a nightmare. Right, like uh, Hermes, the Jamaican guy in Futurama, <laughs> the bureaucrat. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, I do. <laughs> I thought you were about to go like, messenger guy. And I was like, okay, we'll see. Well, no, uh, because one of, um, I found this through reading, I haven't read the uh, the short story, but David Foster Wallace talks about it in this speech. Uh, the Poseidon, mm -hmm. the, the whole thing is allegedly, so it's a version of Poseidon who is like, too tied up with paperwork to be able to like sail he never gets to swim yeah yeah I, never gets I, to swim. I, I didn't read it either i was reading that's what it said in the article and it's like uh yeah there's a lot of so when you think about like kafka's life like he's this guy who dies before like really getting any acclaim and he's right. working as like an insurance salesman and he's writing all these letters being like i hate this job i only do it to have food <laughs> like it's like some funny german word where it literally translates to like bread job like job for bread <laughs> uh and yeah he so he hates that and then also like the the main thing that i liked about so david foster Wallace is saying kafka's funny but not funny in a way of like modern american entertainment where people people say this to us after shows all the time they'll be like oh what you do you give people an escape and that's really valuable a no i don't and b <laughs> that's not i don't know that's not the only function of humor and this right. this article kind of makes the argument Kafka's funny, but he's funny about sort of like the truth of the human condition, which is not funny because it's, or it is funny, but it's simultaneously kind of horrifying. Right. Well, um, that, there's so many themes in this thing that, that, are, that are so great. And that is the biggest one that I zeroed in on too, is it's like, this is kind of a discussion we have with like comedy stuff all the time is like this, uh, this kind of, um, almost, I, 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 I just kept thinking like the Louis model. Yeah. Which is kind of like Louis Anderson, yeah. R.I.P. Eat your way to the grave. <laughs> <laughs> the... No, he seems cool, but you got to take it. You know? If it's there, you got to hit it. Uh. Um, <laughs> which is more like this uh, fundamental understanding of how inherently dark and funny the universe is. Mm -hmm. That it's kind of like a slow roll. 
I, I was, like it's more of a lens than like a setup punch, you know. Yeah. It versus in in, in this, he kind of the one of the major themes is him kind of basically criticizing Western comedy. Yeah. The idea of Western comedy versus like this seemingly more, I guess you would call it what, like a Central European I don't take on comedy, which a, is this a coal just like miners view grim of kind of understanding of how funny reality is. Yeah. Well, know? it's like a so. The perfect thing we both we both read uh, *Metamorphosis*, which is the story of the guy waking up as a bug. Right, which is fun. Right there, that's 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 the perfect example right. of. He goes, yeah. "What would happen?" And you go, "Okay, that's funny." But then he goes, "No, no, no. What would actually happen?" Right. And there were all these like funny moments, like. But the setup is funny. He's like, like dude, that what is- if a dude was a bug? <laughs> yeah, it's gonna. Yeah. <laughs> what if you woke up a roach? That's hilarious. <laughs> but then it actually is super dark, where it's like. At some point in Metamorphosis, his dad is chasing what him. What if a bug smoked fat fucking doinks, dude, dude? what if a bug hated his dad? Like, that's such a stupid... But that's part dude, sometimes of- I feel like a fucking bug. Isn't it? <laughs> dude, gonna- <laughs> you know when you're, like, stoned or drunk with your buddies yeah. and everyone's riffing and then someone says something like that? Where yeah. it just... It goes... I literally had an riff. experience like yeah. that. I, did, I took mushrooms with this kid and he was like, dude, I'm like a slug. <laughs> and everybody else was on mushrooms, so we were like, yeah, I kind of see it, actually. You yeah. were kind of like, you have some slug-like traits like that. Do you remember when we saw a bee commit suicide on mushrooms? I know we've already talked about it, <laughs> but we literally watched a bee fly into our vision and then die. That's kind of Kafka. And we were like, that's for us. That's Kafka. Yeah, it's it's, it's when it's the Kafka-esque. bee the, Because the assumption is that the bee will continue to live yeah. and just fly right by you. Nope, it's but gotta when die it sometime. Yeah. <laughs> That was such a jarring fucking thing. Oh my god! I can on talk mushrooms? about that. I'll be talking about that for the rest of my fucking life. They'll be taking. People me. don't understand it, and pe- by people I mean the the people at the people uh, I shout this inpatient therapy. Who I'm, yeah. <laughs> Pull over! I saw a bee kill himself. <laughs> the people at the precinct restraining me. Uh, <laughs> and they never understand how jarring it was that we were all sitting in a circle on mushrooms and Delta Eight chocolates, and a bee. <laughs> Like, flew in the middle of our circle to ritualistically <laughs> commit himself. suicide. Like, yeah, it just dude. died. It just dropped from the sky. Yeah. And that's that thing that it's like, it was hilarious. We're still talking about it's, how funny it is. It because was, the expectation is that the bee will just fly by you yeah. or buzz around you. Any number of things. Or you swat at it. and it's, Or it or stings you'll, somebody. You'll see the bee and you'll be like, we're all one. And then instead the bee was like, we are all one and also we're all going to die. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh my god, dude. It just... <laughs> it's so, also, that was so. That's the kind of Kafka, Kafka humor yeah, which we're thinking of. Is funny, but there there are whole swaths of people who will be like, "If it makes me upset, it isn't funny," which is not true. You, you mean, can think yeah, that if you want. Yeah, but that's not true. That, uh, AKA our girlfriends who are also on the cabin <laughs> trip were like, "That is not funny," and it's yeah. weird that you guys are so fixated. Yeah, on I mean that's not what killed my relationship, but I'm not in a relationship anymore. Yeah. Uh, it, <laughs> it didn't help. Yeah. Um, Let's say the relationship was a a beat. Yeah, <laughs> this relationship was like a be and then the b doctor thing but that oh, is the God. kafka thing You're that's like, actually what if, a good script what if we took <laughs> i thought about a b who only he's a doctor but he only works on bees yeah a doctor who works but on, on mushrooms i was like this is hilarious this is the best shit i still think it's got because i was so sick on mushrooms that i had to go to sleep for a while yeah and then i woke up i was like so disoriented and then i woke up and i was like how's connor doing and the he's girl you're seeing at the time was like he's been laughing for an hour and a half about this b doctor shit yeah. <laughs> and then i like heard the she laughing never respected the my distance. script idea <laughs> No, but so like with <laughs> he only works on bees. What do you not get? Uh, 
they call him into the emergency room. They're like, we got an emergency. He's like, is it a B? And they're like, no. And then he just leaves. Uh, so like a perfect example of the funny stuff that's like this in Metamorphosis is like, he's turned to a bug and right. his dad starts to resent him. And then at some point, his dad is chasing him with a broom <laughs> yeah. and hitting him. And like throwing fruit at him. Throwing fruit at him and the fruit's getting lodged in the bug. And it like rots. And yeah. it's, you can read Metamorphosis as this amazing, profound, like, uh, story about like the way i somebody told told me in english when i was an english major is like if you think about it as getting old it's an amazing metaphor because it's like your family starts to resent you and also like they kind of they get so used to the constraints of you being old and like infirmed and not able to do anything that they kind of pause their own lives and what a relief it is when the bug dies it's a really dark profound like meditation on getting old and and how it affects your loved ones and how it eventually gets like ugly and dark it's also a hilarious, like, slapstick right. thing of a man wakes up a bug and then his family starts being like, get out of here, bug. And he's like, Brr! And like he's, he's like, <laughs> too, I love the passages of Metamorphosis when he's, like, too big and clunky to, yeah. like, get out of the door. Oh. <laughs> it's like, you can't figure I mean, the setup alone is, like, you got to work up the next day and you're like, you wake up and you're like, Dude, it's a oh, Mar- fuck. <laughs> it's, a, it's a Mario I'm a bug. <laughs> yeah. Oh, he's always worried about being late for work. Yeah. And it's, it's like, like you're a bug. It's like a Louis Anderson bit. Like yeah. it really is. Like oh fuck, I'm a bug. Dude, it's like a Mario Party game. Yeah. If, if there was a game called Chase the Bug Out of Your House, yeah. That's like all right, let's four player. The, and it is fundamentally hilarious, like how they start to resent him and yeah. turn on him. And the and of course there's like the whole thing about aging. It's really insightful and super funny. Yeah, you know, and um, I don't know, just a little subtext thing that um, uh, maybe that that made me start thinking of uh like. They talk about how the like most Western or like American uh, like humor yeah. don't doesn't it tap into that sentiment. But in my family, I feel like that's always been like a part of yeah our comedy. Dude, you're a bug. Dude, you're a bug. <laughs> Not that part. The part where um little like my great grandmother uh before she passed away, she was like, my t- uncle was telling me, he was like, oh, have you been to see her lately? And I was like, no, of course not. And she he was yeah, like, so oh, no. dude, it's grim. It's like, you go in and she's like, she can't hear and she can't see and she's just sitting there waiting to die. He's like, it was like something out of a Kafka book. Yeah. And then he laughed. And it's like that thing, whatever that thing is, like the, the release, that, like it's so grim and mortifying and terrifying that it seems like the only release is to laugh yeah you know? there's a line in the david foster Wallace essay where he says um the thing that's horrifying that you learn in kafka stories is that the human like struggle for meaning is the human condition so essentially right. the journey to f- make something that is worthwhile to like of why you should be alive <laughs> That's the whole, that is yes. the answer. You're the whole, like, I mean, I hate to say this, but it's like the journey is the way, like whatever, it is. like yeah, that yeah. is it. It's a cliche for a reason. Which is horrifying. Yeah. If you think about like the only thing in the only, <laughs> you're never going to get anything. The only like reward is like the struggle to find meaning. I tell Yeah. That's an amazing point, but it's also like really funny. Cause it's like, oh, you never win. Yeah. You just are like, come on. And it never happens. That's it. No, it's yeah. It's the whole, it's the people. Some people think that the whole point of human consciousness itself is just the universe observing itself yeah it's, it's like the universe experiencing itself in real time or what we perceive as real time real world the universe and, <laughs> and, <laughs> and uh, this this whole podcast is just a we make momentum on almost finding something out and then one of us goes and makes a terrible riff Dude, I and then love, we gotta get back I love thinking about like our universe and our timeline is like 
like there's a like a, a god or like an alien in another dimension and he yeah. falls into our timeline and he's like smoking a blunt and he's like this party's fucking gay dude <laughs> and then he leaves <laughs> but it's you know what I mean it's like, do I <laughs> It's like Sheena the Destroyer, morning. like yeah. some alien Hindu god. <laughs> that shit is lame, dude. It fucking sucks. I'm out here. Just leaves. I don't know how. Did you see that? Yeah, that just... was great. I just tried to smoke a blunt between like a lollipop blunt. This <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> is a great lollipop blunt. Well, for him, a jewel would be like a you know a monolith full of human, yeah. human souls. It's the monolith from uh, 2001, but he's smoking it like he's a jewel. smoking the monolith like a jewel. <laughs> dude, this shit sucks. Yeah, the, dude. I, get out of here. Uh, the, this I party sucks. There's no chicks. Here. <laughs> I couldn't ever like. I, I took some notes because there were so many things that were like, I liked. That, so the beginning of it is he's talking about like the short stories of Kafka and how, like something merit worthy about these short stories is kind of the same thing with jokes where he's like condensing something into a format that when you read it, it will release. Yeah, there's like an it's like a you know like a <laughs> like when they pull a depth thing and it rises to the surface yes like they that. called it uh there's a term in literature i'd never heard before it was i i think it was called the x factor yeah it literally was called something yeah, that yeah. sounds like a sports thing yeah it's called like the x factor i forgot what the, the term they used was but um basically the idea that you know like you you remove at, like an information yeah from the text and that creates pressure and causes like a, a link of associations in the reader's mind that causes the release it's dude it's like so and then he talks about how that's kind of like a joke and it's like jokes are this weird sort of like combination of like the right you got to set up enough stuff logically but also there's like weird tone stuff and then there's certain right. stuff in jokes that just like if you think about it it shouldn't make sense but when you see it connect right it makes like the it, it always hits the same way and it's perfect right and it's like that is sort of what Kafka does in these short stories because anybody could write a short story about like if you get old or get sick you'll be a burden to your family and that's a you know and then eventually no matter how strong your like family bonds and these like bonds of humanity we have to each other eventually they kind of fray and die if things right like that's all they're that's the only ending yes which is like the first layer like when you're a like a young like person reading kind of reading literature for the first time yeah that Fox first Star pass Kids. you really only get like the the like the oh man the dark like uh, yeah i i think uh david foster wallace refers to it as like the dionysian musings yeah yeah of like just oh my life is meaningless da, 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 da. but this other layer is like ah but because the meaning is almost like the humor in it yeah well of, there's of all of it I, is yeah the ability some... to perceive it as the grim things as funny points yeah. towards some kind of like meaning, you know? Yeah, I was there was some like quote thing I wrote down that it was just like uh uh it's like not only okay, the universe is not only stranger than you think, it's stranger than you can think. Like it's yeah. it's stranger it's so much weirder. Yeah. And even just like <sighs> the party sucks, it's crazy, dude. I'm out here. <laughs> Where are all the chicks? Uh <laughs> I'm going to get some pussy. I can't wait to go talk to some chicks about this. They're gonna love that. <laughs> They're definitely not gonna be like, get away, you fucking nerd. <laughs> uh it, there's something in it where it's like these books are like so he's kind of got like uh, a combination of like realism and, and uh, magical shit I was trying right. not to say magic that's what it is it's magic yeah uh, and that's my favorite author uh, Gabriel Garcia Marquez the guy who wrote 100 Years of Solitude he does the same thing where he'll have like a, a phoenix kill a main character and yes. then all the other characters have to like deal with the logical fallout right or like, like the phoenix a, killed colonel 100 like, Years of no, Sol didn't. Solitude and they're like flying magic carpets around 
You're like, whoa. Like or the, the first... town stops sleeping for 30 years. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody in the town stops sleeping. And they're like, is it part of the plot? Yeah. Like, I, is it? Yeah. Uh, but it's the best book I've ever... I love that book. And, and it doesn't bother me. So there's this thing when you... Those literary devices, those magical ones. Yeah. David Foster Wallace talks about this in his uh, dissection of Kafka. Is like, those are the most effective literary devices because they touch on the same thing that fables touch on. Which is like, they, they communicate this sublime, like, sub-artypical ideas that there's no other way to say it yeah there's no other way to communicate the feeling of of uh of how useless you feel to your family when you're a piece of shit and be like ah, i feel like a roach i feel like a ro yeah and he talks and about that just gets there faster and that's like, the magic of it is what he says that's what david yeah. foster wallace says is like nothing makes a joke more uh tasteless or like more boring than over explaining a joke yeah and it's not only boring it's like a it bothers people if you explain it where they're right. like shut up and it, I, I like the part where he says expressions there's certain expressions that make their way like they stay in the language because they nail an experience that well, like nobody actually has it. Like when someone says they chewed me a new asshole, yes, only a lucky few actually get that experience. <laughs> the chosen, the chosen, <laughs> the commando, the elite. But we all understand what it means when you say they chewed me a new asshole. Right. It, it it's universally across. It expresses yeah. like better than any other way of saying like. They yelled at me and made me feel bad and like it's just there's a reason it's the go-to for everybody. Yes. And then I love there's the part where he talks about like people say like love starved. There's sort of some analogy between hunger and like how you feel when you're unloved. Yeah. yeah and yeah. then uh I didn't know this and it's I mean it's not tongue as lashing? interesting. Oh yeah, tongue lashing. Yeah. I got a, I got a joke about tongue bath. I'll date be it on the pod next week. <laughs> um anorexia like is the Greek for like the word longing. Longing, yeah. Which I mean not a sensitive group. The Greeks. <laughs> the Greeks. They're like, what, are you real hungry? I don't know. Call yeah. it call it wanting or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> For a bunch of guys who fucked kids, they're not very understanding. Of yeah. <laughs> it's almost like they didn't care about anyone else's whims. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that is, dude. It's like, that's why people are like, uh, oh, no, the, the Greeks just like appreciated the human form. It's like, yeah. Yeah. Unless well, you... could they give it some time? Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, there's at least one philosopher <laughs> Who like didn't have sex with young boys in Greece? And Name me one. <laughs> <laughs> no fun, Randy. Yeah. And uh, he's he's just like he's like God. This it's like Buzz Killington from Family Guy. <laughs> <laughs> but there's got to be at least there's got to be at least one Greek philosopher who's like I knew this shit would come up. Yeah. Like no one's gonna read my paper because you guys kept doing this shit. Yeah, I think it was Stratocles. <laughs> It ruined <laughs> it ruined all these great thinkers' ideas because everyone was like, "Yeah, they're uh, some of them." You could argue they formed a lot of Western thought, and then someone always comes in and is like, "Didn't they have sex with boys?" You're like, "God yeah. damn it, yeah. damn it, dude! <laughs> Come on, man, we all wore togas. Well, you know, it was a stressful time for everybody." Whoop. Yeah, how cool dude. would it be to have a toga? Whoop. I will say, listen, there were two Whoop. two jobs, <laughs> two jobs you really get wanted. off the bus. Whoop. Two great jobs in ancient Greece. Philosopher. Everybody knows that. Man who exposes himself at the grocery store. That, because in Greece, it's just a whoop, whoop, whoop. Oh, I got some feta cheese on my tunic. And you pull it up. And then you go, I'm so sorry. Get off the school bus. They're like, don't let it happen again. You're like, an olive. And then you pull it. You know what I mean? Yeah. I would it's like great... to extend the olive branch. <laughs> whoop. <laughs> 
Uh, the olive nub. Okay. So should we work back to Kafka? So to be clear, I think we should stick with this Greek thing. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so David Foster Wallace, he starts the he starts the speech with, "Hey, this I'm so frustrated by how these college kids I teach in America they don't get the humor in Kafka." Yeah, and he's beating his head against wall. And he's bummed because he wants them to realize like it's not this miserable experience. It's like a beautiful. It's a be- There is joy within the. Yeah. Yes. So um, that it's like a sublime experience to exp- to to get it. Yeah, and to see a guy who's describing being a person so well, which is what I think like he's doing. Like yeah. Kafka's like nailing the fact that life is like at all times simultaneously scary and happy and horrifying yes. and beautiful and like you know all sorts of yes. It's not holding one two thing. ideas at once. Yeah, which is I think a you're not supposed to do that anymore. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Here's your idea. Yeah. Um, so yeah, he uh, he said. Um, um, a, a great thing that was like um, that in America you think you're supposed to get the humor humorous in the uh, oh he said his kids don't get it yeah or they think I don't get it but the issue is that in America we think that humor is something to be got yeah you know I, what I mean it's a thing where it's like did you achieve this or not yes set up punch laugh like yeah. that's the standard for a joke as opposed to the humor being from a different, maybe more like Eastern or European perspective in terms of Kafka is like, oh no, I have no fucking idea. Yeah. We're grasping at straws, which yeah. I, I, I couldn't stop thinking about Louis Anderson. Anderson. Uh, but, but yeah. I mean, he, it's no, Louis, he does have that Louis element, Louis right? who's, who's like the best, most profound right. comedian. Uh, it's all sorts of that stuff. And his show, uh, what's the, the one Horse with the, Pete? yeah, with the 10 minute opening yep. scene of just a woman with a monologue. And it's like this weird monologue where you're like is this funny or and then it gets kind of hot and she's talking it's a uh, Lori metcalf yeah and she's talking about like wanting to have sex with her father-in-law I think. her father-in-law and eventually having sex with them it's a 10 minute monologue and then and then it cuts to louie going why did you tell me this and it's so funny <laughs> yeah. but dude it the fact that it's funny i remember watching that with my college girlfriend and her being like oh so it was a joke and i remember thinking not that i had any i didn't know we were gonna do this podcast but it's like no, it still was everything it was it until it was just funny. A, it didn't erase the meaning. Yeah, it doesn't suddenly all get classified under joke. That's such a great... It's a monologue that's scary and interesting Her and saying hot. that is such a great microcosm of like the whole yeah, issue she really David Foster Wallace well. is talking about. She really, she really let me dunk You can't appreciate the entire... The building of the pressure, which David yeah. Foster Wallace talks about, and then the literary devices, like it facilitates the release so he said that Kafka understood that, like, inside of you, you had the pressure and the release. He just facilitates Two wolves. It. Two, inside <laughs> you, there are two wolves. The pressure and the release. Inside you, there is Drake and Kanye. <laughs> and, um, but yeah, so he he's, he first starts out with this uh, the story he pulls from is called The Fable. Yeah. Um, which is uh, this Kafka fable where it's like, when I was a young mouse, I, I thought the world was huge, and beside me there were... Uh, a wall as far as I could see out to the left and as far as I could see out to the right and then as I went down the tunnel the walls closed in and I could see the trap that I was supposed to go into and then he turns around and there's a cat and he says just change your direction and then the cat eats him yeah a lot going on a lot lot of different yeah yeah yeah. I, I love the idea too that one of the things holding back these like college students from getting Kafka is like the idea that it needs to be clearly signaled is this funny or not right and i like the idea that you can make a thing that is like not funny at times and like dark and sad 
and also funny. And it doesn't, they're not like the office. There's never an episode as far as I know, I haven't seen all of it where someone like gets an abortion <laughs> and then it's like evicted. And then also like their uncle who they were really close with dies. Yeah. And then for the rest of the season, they're just sort of like subdued and <laughs> just having a hard time. Like there's never an arc like that, Yeah, I, uh, but there to- should be. What, who's the one guy, the guy in HR, Toby. He's kind of like that a little bit, where yeah. he just keeps losing and losing, and yeah. or uh, Gil from The Simpsons. <laughs> oh, Gil's on Easy Street, and then he goes bankrupt. So, like yeah. that guy's kind of funny, or uh, Mister. Uh, what's the guy's name? Mister Molman. Mister Molman. Molman. He's a Simpsons character. You're you're more in The Simpsons. You're going in the deep cut. I am deep cut. He's yeah. this like old man who's always like. Uh, go on Simpson. Go on. Go on the Simpson. Wait, is he the old guy who looks like a Zelda character? Kind of like he's got a big beard. And... No, he's got like a. Uh, he just looks like an old shriveled man. Okay, yeah. And they're like, uh, go on YouTube. There's a great one. There's a great clip called "The Agony of Molman," <laughs> and it's just all the bad shit happening to Molman. Dude, some of the YouTube comps, or like more than comps, like YouTube projects people make. Yeah. Where they'll be like, the arc of Ralph Wiggum's love life. Yeah. And it's a fucking painstaking researched. (laughs) Maybe it's there. Maybe it isn't, but they made it look like a real coherent project. I truly think that's like the only good art of our time. (laughs) I really do. I really believe that. Compilations. Simpsons compilations are like the way they take an arc of like a, a hyper specific, like deep cut Simpsons character. It's the only... The only good art is YouTube projects from people who, right after they pressed upload, shot themselves in the head. I believe that. that... <laughs> I believe these things to be true. That's also, speaking of shooting yourself the in the head... The agony of moment. The agony of moment. Uh, <laughs> a thing I think that we both thought was cool about this was like, uh, speaking of the agony. Um, so Kafka dies unacclaimed, no success, <laughs> uh, from tuberculosis... He also like has all these he's got a very sad life he works as an insurance salesman even though he's a brilliant writer and he knows it like he writes right. letters being like i'm a brilliant writer and people right. are like how about you sell that insurance and then <laughs> he like is obsessed with women but he's also writes all these letters where he talks about being revolted by his own body and how he's convinced everybody else is mm. and then like they talk to all the women he dated in his life and they're like he was a handsome guy and he was great to be around and like he just hated himself yeah so he dies of tuberculosis at 40 um rough way to go and then david foster wallace he gets a genius grant at like 21 he wins like book awards he is crushing it he could not he's teaching in like honolulu or like uh la at some point and he's like mental breakdowns goes to like sanatoriums and then he kills himself and it's like the two polar opposites as far as how acclaim goes for being a writer right and they seem to be like tortured by the same thing which is not like how big is my book deal it's like some larger thing that they're also both trying to write about which is like it's just never is it ever going to be easy is it ever going to be like a non-human condition struggle and it's like probably not yeah and just in, that looming dread yeah yeah which i mean i i feel pretty lucky i don't have like i mean i have existential dread but i don't have like not to the point where i've like had extended stints where i'm in bed and i'm like the sun will never rise or what like any of that yeah. shit which is lucky, but I definitely get it. Like that people, when you read about like David Foster Wallace being like committed and then like taking his shoelaces, you're like, dude, you're like one of the most talented writers and people are telling you you're one of the most talented writers and it's still not satisfying any like urge you have. Right. 
So what is even the thing you're seeking? Right. Well, all these like metrics for success seem to be meaningless, right? Yeah. And they, both in Kafka's time and in David Foster, David Wallace's, Foster Wallace's time. time. Yeah. And you're just like, all right. So I think that's a, I mean, this is just a thing I, maybe I want to believe this, but it's like, I don't think it, that could, there's no way the answer to any of this shit is like, I mean, that's kind of like the universal message of all like art since I can remember since I was a kid is like, Hey, money is not the. Money is money and conventional success and fame and celebrity is a yeah. a pretty hollow pursuit. And the more, you know, famous people you you kind of like are around. Yeah. Um you start to I mean you see that. I mean there's like <laughs> oh, mental, yeah. mental health issues and severe what? hollow in fame? Just hollow personalities and and just suicidal like ideation and Yeah. just tr- or just unchecked narcissism and like uh, cruelty, yep. and the only ones you meet who seem to, uh, you know, have any, have their head on straight, are the ones who are actively pursuing, um, trying to express that subliminal thing, yeah, to the best of their ability uh, in terms of like you know staying on it, trying to continue to create, pushing great the rock shit. up the hill, Louis. Yeah. It's like working with Louis. It's like this guy is like. Still pushing the Sisyphus boulder. He's still trying to make sense yeah. of death and life and like how funny all this horrible shit that happens is. And I, I he seems, to, in my approximation, to be one of the more... I mean, it may fly against what you may read online, but it seems to <laughs> what? me... What? Online might be wrong? He seems to be one of the more sane celebrities because yeah. at least he's, you know, trying to... Uh, what Kafka said... Was that literature, or by extension, art, or whatever, is the Pinterest. hatchet that we chip away at the frozen seas in our soul, yeah. or whatever? And it's he like said, that's... "Tumblr is the key." Tumblr. <laughs> that's what he said, and then he shot himself, and then they were like, "This is tuberculosis." Uh, <laughs> no, so we, I think at some point we'll probably talk about this on the pod. But so David Foster Wallace also did a really famous speech called "This Is Water," and w- one of the things he says in that is, um, "If you worship." Uh, fame and power you'll never have enough and you'll be scared if you worship being hot you'll die ugly right just always you'll never it'll never be enough basically if you worship anything other than some sort of like principle or like higher (laughs) white lightly bearded god (laughs) uh, no but if you i mean pick whatever you want it can be anything but if you don't have some sort of actual principle that means something you're you're just fucked and he says it i mean it's a really great speech if there's too much shit in it for us to talk about like today but i do think that's like kind of the key to a lot of literature which is just like yeah man it's it can't be no that same idea is expressed in siddhartha which we may have already do we already talk about you talked about that one because i haven't read that but you read yeah it's like it's a guy and he he first he wants to be a buddhist and he's like ah no this is meaningless and then he's like well now i want to uh, now I want to get into business, and it, that ends up being meaningless. And he's like, now I want to have a kid, and like ultimately, like that kind of becomes meaningless. meaningless. <laughs> and then he's like, he just abandons it all, and he go, he goes and goes to the river, and he he works on the uh, he works on the river with the guy who runs the ferry. For he like invents years and the years and years. Big mouth bass. He invents the Billy Big. <laughs> Women want me, fish fear me. <laughs> this multiverse sucks. <laughs> I'm going to get some pussy. This multiverse is lame. Not even any pussy. And there's no pussy in this river. So, but basically the end is like, yeah, anything that he chose to worship or make his thing was meaningless. The only thing that gave him any fulfillment was kind of the sitting and looking at the the water and watching it all. Yeah. Watching it all roll by, which I think is a similar idea. It's a really similar idea. And I also love that 
these guys who I think are, you know, important and meaningful to lots of people, not just you and me, uh, who explore this idea of like, what is the meaning of all this? A lot of them do end up killing themselves or dying tragically, which yeah. is, doesn't make me think they're wrong. It is better to burn out than fade away, dude. <laughs> yeah, I fucking hate That's the stupidest. It is, like, the, oh. it is the lamest shit. Well, that is the question is it's like people Meanwhile, have this... Neil Young is still fucking doing like Farm Aid at 73. Yeah. It's like, how about you burn out, dude? I'm yeah. tired of this shit. All right? <laughs> <laughs> have you that tweet where it's like, uh, it's like a written interview they did with Neil Young and they're like, how's your uh, sci-fi novel going? And he said, it's a fucking mess. <laughs> it's a fucking mess. It's a fucking mess, dude. <laughs> All right. Thanks for being here with us, Neil. <laughs> really appreciate that. I wrote Cowgirl in the Sand. I wrote a lot of songs about being on heroin. You like Neil Young? I love Neil Young, uh, but mostly because my dad loves Neil Young, and it's one of those ones where it's like, we would listen to it in the car, so it's great. It's good, uh, sad road music. He told me he broke up with a girl in like 1970 or some shit, and he had Neil Young's After the Gold Rush album and listened to it crying on the lawn at Florida State. Come back. Come back, you bitch. Dude, I'm going to beat your dad up next <laughs> I time know. I see him. What a nerd, dude. Yeah, what a nerd, dude. Oh. Your dad's getting a fucking swirly next it's time I so... see him. Listen, he showed me some great music, but that's some nerd shit. That is nerd shit, dude. He's getting a fucking wedgie next time I see him. If Neil Young comes to Zanies, I'm kicking him out. Dude. Hey, get that cowgirl in the sand out of here. Connor's dad, you better watch out, dude. You're getting a noogie next time I see you, dude. <laughs> Better never, steer clear. There's something wicked this hey, way comes. The lesson, as always, never admit you cried. <laughs> yeah. Don't do it unless you want to get an atomic wedgie. <laughs> we're giving you a wedgie and we're taping the foreign kid to the goalpost. Did you ever bully anybody? We're jocks. Uh, no, man, I was not. Hey, I don't. I never had like a stratified high school like that. Yeah. Where they were like, jocks over there. It's like, what? Yeah. We had a kid named Suitcase because he carried around a suitcase. And if you moved it, he would freak out. But you moved his suitcase, didn't you? You told Who me. Who knows what happened with his suitcase? It definitely moved. I don't know how it happened. I got to put on my. Sorry for the. Was that phone suitcase? Noise. I got to put on my do not disturb like I'm cheating on you. <laughs> suitcase that. Uh, no, we didn't. I didn't. I mean, I'm sure I was cruel in the way that a kid is cruel. Right. And also when yeah, you're yeah. trying to learn how to be funny, part of being funny is like inadvertently being really cruel it is yeah it's kind of that Kafka idea where it's like but, I wasn't cruel know. I was just a genius no, yeah. uh, I wasn't cruel I was just the life of the party for everybody except one man I saw my buddy uh, when I did the I did a show with Theo in Knoxville and he came out to the show the guy I haven't seen since like 8th grade and he was like hey man you ever think we like bullied people I was like oh yeah yes dude. Because I'm capable of reflection. A hundred percent. Dude, I was yeah. like, dude, if you're not under any disillusionment, like, we a hundred percent bullied people. Dude, the only way I can imagine somebody not bullying other people is you have to be the truly the lowest guy on the totem pole. Yeah. we used that's to, what bullying we, is. We used to take, and it, we never would bully, like, um, like the feeble or the meek. You know, it was just, <laughs> it would just be like. I like that you just were like, let's go old English for this. Yeah. Conditions you can get in Skyrim. It would just be whichever of our friends was being acting the most like the do, a douchebag at the time. It's boy, it's boy shit where they, uh, Lord of the Rings, not Lord, fucking not Lord of the Rings, uh, Lord of the Flies. Yes. Where it like, is Lord of the Flies. If there's three people, all you learn as a guy is which way is the wind blowing so I can jump on the two person team. Yes, exactly. It's like, that's, a, and that's like not a, 
that's just I think like I think like chimps do that. I mean, that's... the universal truth. Louis told me Anderson that yeah. he was telling me about this uh, conference they had. I want, keep wanting to say Potsdam, but I know that's not historically accurate. But it's basically the first meeting of the Allies in World War II at Stalin, Churchill, and uh, uh, FDR. Yeah. And FDR won Stalin's favor by like so he started like dunking ba- on Churchill. Dunking on Churchill, be like, I just what are read stupid fucking shoes. I just read that. And that's Stalin why Stalin book. liked. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And Stalin talks about that, like how he really? like plans to do it and like pair him off, and then he gets Churchill alone later, and he's like, you know, you're my guy. Oh no! Like shit. he like I, it's it's just I mean anytime there's three people, it's an incredible. That's what it is specifically, dudes. I guess. Yeah. I guess uh, women kind of have their own whatever social I think women hierarchy. I do it too. Shit. I just don't know what the fuck they're doing. It's more like uh, shadow games. Yeah. Also, women's bullying to it's me. It's more is... like the eunuch in Game of Thrones. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because at the end of it, you're like, "What do you even want? <laughs> and he's what like, is this? Balls! <laughs> Balls! No, women's bullying. I'm sure it happens <laughs> on an incredibly interesting level. I just have no fucking idea what's going on. Like whenever right. you hear, sometimes someone will tell me a story. Like, a girl will tell me a story about how her friends are acting towards her and how she responded. And it's supposed to be, like, a cut-and-dry narrative of, like, what has occurred in this relationship. Right. And I truly am like, and how do I... What? Like, what am I supposed to... What am I supposed to take What was the thrust of this story? But if you were one of her uh, friends, you might be like, oh, these were the liner notes yeah. I was supposed to pick up contextually dudes almost give you an umbrella sentence of like here's what the story's about they're like chance is a dick chance move my hat and yeah. so I know if I get lost I can refer back to chance is a dick oh this story's yeah. about chance being a dick yeah yeah sometimes when a girl will tell me a story about like a very specific girl and girl interaction I get to the end of the story and I go I have no idea what any of that means for the context of you guys <laughs> Are, is that yeah mean or bad? I guess it's like it just makes me realize. So you're saying that like the 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 actual events in the story don't point towards any there's no information that you can extrapolate, right? Yeah, it's not that the story doesn't make any sense. It's that it's like, like what she, do I take out of this? She came to the to use like a kind of a, uh, antiquated example. It'd be like uh, to. She stole my carriage. <laughs> yeah, you know, like oh, Becky came to the party and she was wearing. The same Fenty lip gloss I had yeah. last year. This girl told and me a like, story. And you're like, what the fuck does that mean? And it's like, well, that means that she, whatever, yeah. she copied something I did, or she's trying to, she's acting like a slut, it's or like, a, you know, it's, it's like, a lot you don't know what to extrapolate. Somebody told me another. It's kind of, uh, honestly, it is like that, that thing, though, that like, that mystical communication yeah. thing that's cool for them that's their well, also i think we have that like i think there's shit like if we were totally. like totally there's, there's i think both people have it it's just which or both yeah. genders have it and i do mean two <laughs> <laughs> i think but no the only I, two genders have all it. people have that. <laughs> all people have that you just uh it's wh- whatever ways they manifest are specific yeah, to whatever your hobbies and interests are yeah it's like when you tell uh you tell somebody like a comedy story about somebody did a, a comedy thing that you think is shitty and they're like why is that bad and you're like ah you don't get it yeah you're like he sat down on the stool you're like okay yeah and he's like well that means he's a douchebag yeah <laughs> you know what he I mean? that put means a he fedora thinks... on the mic stand he should be killed yeah it also it 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 denotes a lot there's a lot there's <laughs> a lot tells of you things a lot about somebody and you can probably if you're at home figure some of them out yeah <laughs> if you want to yeah. he sat on the stool <laughs> you know what i mean <laughs> uh no i think that uh i, I was having this argument with somebody online uh in my head where yeah. they were uh they were like somebody was like uh 
this horrible tweet that goes around, like the whole like man bad tweet thing where it's man like bad. men play golf because they uh, don't know how to just go on a walk and talk to each other. And it's just like, no, I mean, there's like all this like men. As if I see parades of women walking and talking. Yeah. As if you're not doing it at the mall. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's a stupid tweet on so many yeah, levels yeah. where it's like. That's not true. Yeah, why don't y'all walk into therapy and talk about how you're a narcissistic, <laughs> insane person? Well, also, uh, we don't play golf as, like, a fucking whole gender. No. You know what I mean? That's we just... don't as a gender. Also, those people who do play golf, there is an incredibly complex set of communication and, like, mystical attributes. Like, oh, he's he, he he's in the rough, you know, and he's like, but he's yeah. really talking about how, you know, he uh, he went bankrupt. Like, oh, you know, Jim's in the rough. Yeah. And it's like all this, all these other, like, beautiful things about human connection and uh, communication that you get to just like wipe off the board because it's a thing that men do well it's the same thing as me going like women get their nails done because they can't they can't yeah. talk unless they're doing something with their hands it's like that's none of that no it's there are specific things that they do and then like around them because you do them enough like specific things pop up but dude all those tweets that are like one gender does this and it's proof of how dumb they are is like right that's not true it's just yeah. like the laziest shit it is women do act like they read but that's the only one that's the only one that's true that's the hill i'm gonna die on. i will die. i know you're not reading them i know you're not reading the books i will you're die just on. acting like it as someone who's on the dating apps all the time there is a just onslaught of bullshit <laughs> where they go the thing you need to know about me I read a lot. And then you a talk lot to them. of bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of Harry Potter. You'll talk to them and they'll be like, I read three books and yeah. all of them were set in Brooklyn by people who live in Brooklyn. And I've read like, all Harry Potter suck. 10 times. Dude, there's so many. 10 times? There's so many things on dating apps that I hate, but the like people being aggressive literally before you've met them mm. is one of the, the reading one. Dude, one girl was like, try to keep up. I was like, with your reading? <laughs> The fuck? How am I gonna keep? First of all, I probably read. We're probably gonna be okay. We're yeah. probably gonna be all right. And second, keep up with yeah. what the fucking thing you're supposed to just enjoy. Right. Exactly. Yeah. All those tweets about like I'm sending it back, dude. I'm sending that ball back across, dude. This whole like women yeah. read more than men. I'm I'm hitting it back. I didn't even. I'm not on Twitter, but I didn't even know that was a ball. Yeah. But yeah, fucking. Yeah. I don't. I mean, dude, it's. That's well, so there's that, that David Foster Wallace is an example that women yeah. use. Like, oh, he has infinite jest on his bookshelf. Yeah, you know, which is like, oh, he's you know, you're oh, actually reading infinite jest. I am, I am reading it. I wasn't gonna say it right. solely not to, uh, but yeah, I am reading. It, and you know what? It's an incredible. I'm sure it is. It's an incredible. Like, it's a virtuoso writer where you're like, dude, he's. If you like anything you've read at any point, if you like Harry Potter, yeah. You'd probably like some of Infinite Jest because it's just interesting to watch someone's brain. The same reason anyone likes reading. You get to live inside someone else's brain. I agree, yeah. It's great. So, like, I love the idea that because you knew a guy who was shitty to you in college. Right. Who had Infinite Jest, everybody who reads it is a dickhead. I hate that. I'm, <laughs> like, I've said so it before, stupid. I've said it again. I'm so anti, don't like something because of the fan base. It's yeah. so stupid. Dude, Rick and Morty was my favorite. So, when we first lived together, you would watch Rick and Morty with Matt. And uh, Hold on. Do you hear that? The sirens? Uh-oh. Is this the bad take? Please come, somebody, to, come <laughs> to tell me that my opinion sucks. Do you hear that? Somebody's sitting on a stool on stage. <laughs> well, we're in East Nashville, so nothing bad is happening. Yeah. Uh, but, <laughs> yeah. Oh, you guys wanted Rick and Morty, and I would never watch it. I would just walk yeah. in and be like, bunch of nerds trying to get pizza sauce at McDonald's, or like whatever yeah, that yeah, thing yeah. was. And then years later, I started watching it with my then-girlfriend, and it's awesome. It's like a great 
really hyper fast funny show yeah yeah yeah. and the only reason to hate it is like i don't know i literally don't know yeah because you saw incels liking it and you go that's fuck that Dude, cannot be good incels like plenty of good shit yeah. i mean they're not i don't fedoras <laughs> can't believe they took that from us just because a group of people who are bad yeah like something does it like okay final listen, fantasy <laughs> i like this is a bad sentence this is gonna get, we're gonna probably make this into a clip but i like that terrorists have some sort of like larger purpose they're not just fucking around yeah. now i don't agree with their purpose yeah but they're not lazy dudes you start to sound like jordan jordan doing, peterson hey man he's got again this a is guy, a real jordan peterson take. dude a guy nobody likes you i just like need to that make your bed and behead a journalist you need to listen to a man who might be a frog <laughs> an undercover frog just listen to him what's the problem make your bed and kill your pig wife <laughs> and join the taliban if years later he admits to being a frog that's okay just crown him i'm addicted to barbiturates <laughs> yeah i don't even know what he was addicted to, but i know that it's a funny drug where it's not like dude you couldn't just do crack or whatever yeah i'm addicted to <laughs> i'm addicted to boofing kratom i like canadian pussy i don't know what he says uh <laughs> but no dude i mean again like just because a group listen terrorists I, sometimes I, I go like there's some disciplined terrorists i like discipline i think discipline's a good thing yeah they're kind of stoic there's something stoic about there is some stoicism the shit you do kind of appreciate uh there's a great documentary about bitter lake uh called bitter lake it's adam curtis <laughs> it's about all the about bitter lakes in the world afghanistan it's all about the bitter lake. it's about the Ooh, salt lake this the, lake is salty yeah it's a guy, <laughs> it's a guy who moves to utah and he's like ooh, ooh, that's too much. this dead sea too much for me this hoax salt <laughs> Talking about some McDonald's fries. We're happy to announce Animal Woo! Secret's first movie. We're, it's going to be called Salty Bodies of Water, and we're just going to go around Bitter Lake 2. You're going to love it. It's <laughs> no, but it's about kind of Afghanistan. You do appreciate their uh, – you always appreciate – it's like the the Fremen in Dune or like uh, the reading about the Mongols. You just appreciate – Yeah. even it, uh, if people have like some like um, – I shudder to say barbaric tendencies. Yeah. You appreciate their um, – their um of a conviction dude i'm gonna go full-on mongols or barbarians yeah and if any mongolian listeners are upset that's on you man i'm not the one who made a temple I think of skulls they, i think they would be but i don't think uh the timeline is right on calling them barbarians also okay i just, that, I just think it's funny yeah, yeah but but also like anybody who makes here's my role not me dude i'm too much of a historian to find nuanced. that funny anybody who <laughs> Call makes me zen sawyer dude i can any, <laughs> anybody who makes a mountain of skulls Barbarian. Metal as fuck. Dude, right? and I, also I love, too, that you're not allowed to say, like, any group in the year 1200 was barbaric, where it's like, they literally all were. Like, everybody in the year 1200. Dude, they had, they had, like, slurs <laughs> going out of uh, They had all the bad stuff. There was no women's suffrage in the year 1200. Everybody's got swords. It's a bad time. I just think the timeline's wrong. The timeline might be wrong, but I'm still I'm still sticking with the Mongolians who made a crown of skulls. I'm calling them barbarians. Okay. And if any 12th century Mongolians right, well, get upset, well, we'll see see the Visigoths and see how they feel about that. Um, but yeah, yeah but I so, lost the thread. Yeah. We were talking about bitter seas or something. The bitter lake. No, I, I wrapped up that thought. We were ranking which oceans taste. What good. we haven't even talked about is <laughs> David Foster Wallace laughing with Kafka. But let's let's finish some notes on that. Yeah, what do you say because we're almost at an hour. Okay. Um. So, uh, basically, so something I liked about it, he used the um. If you remember earlier, the mouse 
and the cat story. Yeah. Uh, a couple of things from that. Tom he then he then talks about his students who um uh are he he describes like you know frat boys hanging naked out of windows and like needing an escape during their adolescence uh, because as a country uh, we are in an adolescent phase of like consuming media. That's basically how I like we as a country the way we consume art and media is our adolescence, and it is the most terrifying time for an individual to be alive and as a country we were kind of experiencing collective adolescence which yeah. i really like in terms of like how um how we watch marvel movies and stuff yeah. like that where it's like we we have to watch like stuff kids like well I, I, that is mass produced dumb kids and uh yeah dumb kids and dumb adults uh it's i also don't like it's just like he talks about the reason college kids party and hang out of windows and right. do all the stuff that they do uh, is you know a lot of the stuff they're being made to consider when you're learning about like the world and like the right. way you are in college and you're reading right. and being supposed yeah, to do ideas. Yes, yeah. It's scary, and part of the reason it's scary is like when you get to like adulthood, you start to realize like, dude, there's not a clear path. There's not really easily findable meaning in life, and it's, this is all you're gonna it's, have. It's the it's the mouse in the fable. Yeah, it's that. That's what I loved about this is like that theme. He could. It really made me want to read David Foster Wallace yeah. because that theme, I I, uh, I read it, and then I also listened to it. And when I listened to it after I read it, I was like, I missed like, – oh, shit, he's using that theme again. Yeah. Um, and I realized – he did within – He keeps that theme on He him. did within <laughs> – I mean, it really – I'm about to fucking cry thinking about yeah. it. It was – he does – If you cry, you're off as, the podcast. <laughs> as a tribute – it's almost like – I'm not, I'm not, I got something in both my eyes, dude. dude. Connor's dad's going to give me a noogie. <laughs> um, That's a Patreon episode. But that he does what Kafka's talking about. He removes information and allows you to make the connection in your head Yeah. between, like, oh, these college kids are the rat in the thing. Yeah. Despite all my rage, I am the rat Still in the just cage, a- dude. No, but it, I, it's, it's a genuinely, like, uh, insightful way of, like, yeah, that's sort of one of the hard parts of like all these things. It's right. just also I love too the idea of a mouse. Okay, you're a mouse and life is this scenario is in and he goes, I saw the trap I was supposed to go into. Yeah. I can hear my marriage. friends being like, Marriage and kids, yeah. dude, fucking <laughs> trap, dude. And then the most hilarious part is Pussy's the, a killer, that's the real metaphor, the, dude. Because the, yeah. <laughs> the cat kills. All right, whatever, it doesn't matter. It was, a, it was a sweet one, but the whole, uh, but then the 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 cat comes along and he goes, "You just got to change your direction," and then he eats him. Yeah, which is like the voice in your head or like this idea in life that it's like, "Oh, you just got to find something new you're into." It's like it doesn't matter. You get cancer tomorrow. Also, classic funny thing of like, and then eats him. Just yeah. just a quick snappy little yeah. Oh sh- and then the mouse goes, "Oh shit!" and then he's dead. Yes, which is like how funny things. There's no, dude. That's one of the funniest scenes in that uh, No Country for Old Men. Yeah, where he's got the little tube and he holds it up to his head and he goes, just holds still and he goes, "What do you do?" Nothing. Just a dead guy. Yeah, you're like, it oh. won't be cinematic. No, no, dude. That's uh, so. It's funny too because I'm I'm reading um, Infinite Jest and I've read a lot of like uh, David Foster Wallace's essays and there he's it's almost I'm not this is not an original thought but a lot of people say. There's almost two David Foster Wallace. Is the, he's the essayist, and he's got some really famous essays like Consider the Lobster. And he, the Inside one, You, There Are Two, David Foster Wallace. Inside You, There Are Two. Uh, and the, the the fiction one is like not – I don't like it as much. I don't think most people like it as much. I think what he's really good at, the same way that Kafka is really good at it, even though they didn't, he doesn't write essays, is like nailing human condition stuff. Right. So when he writes these essays – 
like about the experience of being frustrated that he can't get his students to do that or the one he goes on a cruise ship and just writes how it's kind of this gross awful thing and he goes to a fair and he watches him boil a lobster and he kind of has this whole thing of like what the fuck that's kind of a weird like boiling a living thing so it, the, as an essayist he's like a really I mean he's so smart and such a good writer probably that's why he killed himself just because it's like it sounds like from the stuff I've read he was just like too yeah there's too much going on here dude he can't be like yeah. third down run the ball he can't he doesn't have that you know? <laughs> he doesn't have that run the damn ball he doesn't yeah. have that it is nice to be able to flip that switch I hope he listen, to go just run the damn ball if I ever kill myself and you, you'll find me because it'll be in this house um, I want to do it in a run the damn ball t-shirt <laughs> just because that's such a funny but like was it was a game on it's the Nick Swartzen bit where he's like who farted who <laughs> fucking farted that, that bit when I was eight I was like this is it this is it this changes everything and then I now I'm like no that was still it still it yeah yeah still great funny. great album Nick Swartzen's album <laughs> super good uh yeah no the, the whole David Foster Wallace as an essayist is like whatever you might hate Infinite Jest because you hate some guy from college Right. Read his essays. They're they're. This they're one awesome. was fantastic, and it makes me want to read more. Yeah. And uh, I I liked also his um his depiction as Kafka. He said that the the uh, the way he tells a story is so is more like a is it's a, because of the, like the archetypes he uses. They're more they read more like fables. Yeah. Than um like absurd literature, and that's why they uh often de- they're often described as nightmarish. Yeah. I just thought that was a cool. I like that part. He's like, it's nightmarish rather than surreal because it's like tapping into things it strikes to some primordial human yeah thing yeah the the reptile brain that's like afraid of like in some way like being like an an, an insect you know yeah. like feeling like a bug it's also that's like that's how you feel when you like whenever you like sleep over at somebody's house and you wake up on their couch and you're just like pants Bleh. your pants are full of piss and you're like their mom is gonna <laughs> find out but it did make <laughs> and I've got to go do this comedy show because I'm a grown man <laughs> and Donnie's going to come downstairs in 10 minutes <laughs> he's going to see I left his Xbox on shout out Mrs. Sangstack why doesn't uh, he get an Xbox he's got money he's a data scientist why does he have an Xbox 360 listen if you're my friend you've more than 300 bucks get and you have an Xbox, Xbox. What get are you a doing? new gen what are you doing get new gen console Donnie Come playing on, this old shit. This whole podcast um, is for you. He's been playing Halo Three since 2011. Mm. Um, so uh, disgusting. Um, it it did make me think about comedy a lot, which is something we have to think about. All Wait, time. what? Were you, I ruined your. What were you? It's like when you fall asleep and you, you sleep over. Somebody, I, I finished the thought. Oh, again. Okay, you finished yeah. it. Was, Unless I'm was, not finishing these thoughts. I think you are. I was just waiting to say the piss. I've been thing. making a lot of. I've realized listening back to the podcast, I've been making a lot of jumps. Yeah, and I'm like, I'm assuming that you'll have the context, but and then I'm like, oh shit. Hey, if they don't like it, they can riot. Riot. They can fucking riot. Paramore. All right. <laughs> I don't. Yes. A Paramore is the riot's name. Now, whatever. Okay, doesn't Dude, matter. God damn it. Doesn't matter. <laughs> uh, there was one more thing. Oh, it made me think about how this communicating the subliminal and taking information out and it making the short story better, making the humor better. Maybe think about it when you overwrite a joke. Yeah. And it's just not, it doesn't work. And I was sitting down, I was do, I'm was i doing your model, I'm trying to write an hour a day. It's a bad model, it's going to make you sad. It's a good model, but it's a it's a fucking chore, dude. Just writing, what's, dolphins are water dogs. Yeah, today I wrote, uh, I wrote a joke about uh, snakes. Snakes? Yeah. That's good. Yeah, I wrote, uh, if, uh, if I was Adam and Eve. Yeah. I just wouldn't talk to the snake. <laughs> so, yeah. But um, joke's done. Don't overwrite that one. Yeah, that one's ready to go. Ready to go. Signed, sealed, delivered. Um, Get my Grammy ready. 
I'm the Stevie Wonder of Genesis bits, but uh, you're faking it. <laughs> I can see. <laughs> I could see this whole time. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but no, overwriting is just the more I try to overwrite a tag or a punchline or a premise, it just never. Dude, the amount of times a joke that comes down to instead of a sentence. A fucking sound or noise. Sound, noise, funny face. That's it. That's the rule of threes for comedy. That's the sound, whole trinity. Noise, funny face. Funny face. And if you dude, and I swear to God, there's times where it's not, it's not a hack in terms of your like trick. It's the right thing. The same way that so you should just read this fucking article and you'll get the thing he's saying. There are times when the just com combining things in the right way makes them have these interactions that make it greater than the sum of their parts and that's what jokes are you find the right for some reason the right noise on top of the right setup makes it a joke it's the cat eating the rat yeah the cat doesn't go well life is ultimately a meaningless thing and you know either regardless of what you do it doesn't really matter he just eats him yeah and then he licks his paws like a psycho <laughs> you know sound sound noise those are the same thing. A lot of my, a lot of my <laughs> funny face. <laughs> Sound noise. Oh shit, that's the same thing. Oh shit, we based our life on synonyms. My life's about two things: These... hot chocolate, hot cocoa. Oh no. Oh, oh shit. shit. I gotta call everyone. <laughs> I gotta get to the post office. <laughs> All right, well, that is the end. Of course, the end. that's the end. We're uh, not, what are you gonna find something else? That's it, the, dude. Sound the, and noise are the same thing. Figure it out. Uh, so yeah, that's check it out. Maybe we'll post a link on the Patreon or whatever yeah, in we'll the YouTube, the liner notes of this YouTube video, the uh, uh, Laughing with Kafka by David Foster Wallace. Oh yeah, we will put a link up that. That's a, that's an easy one to put up. Uh, and it's listen, it's. It's 15 minutes if you read on grade level. Just read it yeah. and then send us a weird message. Or if you're one of the guys who already sends us weird messages on Instagram, you take take a week off. Yes, you should read it, but I'll also <laughs> I'll also post the clip to just the YouTube audio. Hell yeah. So And uh, you want to plug anything? Uh, this will be out like February. I'll be in Dallas and Houston. And then the following week I'll be, oh, I don't know. It'll be on my website. If you want to check it out, uh, it'll be on Instagram or it'll be on Connor Larson Comedy. Cool. And we'll at Connor Larson Comedy. Both be at Zany's on some Mondays and Tuesdays. That yeah, and we're month. both doing a TV taping at Zany's for Circle Network, which you've never heard of. Yes, you have. Don't you watch? Uh... <sighs> <laughs> because it's the Opry Channel. Yes. They do not broadcast in Nashville. Yeah, well, it doesn't make any sense, but uh, or difference. So we'll be on <laughs> after the Little League batting practice show. Yeah. So that at the end of February, I think my date is the February twenty eighth. Okay. We'll be doing those. I'll be that. That's the same one I'll be So we'll be doing our best clean material there. Come see it, but don't bother us. We're, we got stuff going on. We got stuff going on. Uh, <laughs> Chance Willie Comedy. <laughs> Chance Willie Comedy for all my dates. I'm with uh, Theo Vaughn uh, February uh, in February. So check It'll be out. on the website. And we'll see. I really nailed the on the last podcast. I nailed the outro. Yeah, you nailed the, the promo. I'm not nailing it this time. At Animal Secrets Pod on Instagram or Animal Secrets Podcast on iTunes. Rate, review, comment, all that stuff. Yeah, Animal Secrets YouTube. We're going to start putting all the video out there. Check that out. Share with the, uh, uh, an autistic friend. And yeah. Then, uh, yeah. Subscribe. Send us a blanket. Make us a crochet thing. It'll be a good time. Yeah. All right. Thank you for listening. Thanks, everybody. <laughs>